From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to the Anxiety Project podcast number 113. I am Brad Robinson. This week's episode is all about the six human needs. Tony Robbins lays this out beautifully. I'm a huge admirer of his. So I want to go over these six human needs and how it relates to anxiety, how, how it relates to the chaos you're currently going through. But first, let's go over your comments in regards to last week's episode, episode 112, Anxiety Recovery Setbacks. The first one comes from Feeling is Healing. Love that name. Thank you for sharing, Brad. You made so many great points that are very useful to hear. I agree, it's not useful to get the ego involved. I have fallen victim in the past to thinking anxiety is now behind me not knowing a setback was just about to hit me, embracing the fact that I am flawed, that I'm still a student and always learning actually brings a lot of peace. So thank you for the reminder. Hope you're keeping well in these crazy times. Thank you for that comment. Very grateful for it. And yes, I am keeping keeping safe in this crazy time and I'm and I hope you are as well. Jake G wrote Anxiety setbacks can make you slip back into your old patterns. It's important to remind yourself constantly on why you are going through recovery. Great episode. We'll listen multiple times. Thank you, Jake. Uh, Words of wisdom in that comment. I I greatly appreciate it. Uh, Laura writes, love the episode. Thank you for sharing your recovery journey. It's so easy to relate to you. Thank you for your comment as well. Uh, Short and sweet. I love it. Um, So in this episode, let's get into the six human needs uh, laid out beautifully by Tony Robbins. And I want to make this into a two-part series. So in this episode, we will cover the first three human needs. And then the next one will cover the last three because there's just so much to talk about. And so the six human needs are the need for certainty, the need for variety, the need for significance, the need for connection, the the need for growth, and the need for contribution. So let's get into the need for certainty. And yeah, anxiety sufferers crave certainty because they're stuck in this unknown, uncertain domain, right? This unknown territory. So the unconscious loves the known territory. Why? That's where it can run unconsciously without burning up excess energy. Anxiety sufferers are in uncertainty. They're in chaos, And they can remain there for a long time. They get used to that chaos. Their ego attaches so much identity to that chaos they're in, that 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 situation, their their way of life, right? Because when you try and recover, when you attempt to recover, 
the first time from anxiety, what happens is you're met with so much resistance because the ego's like, I want to stay with what's familiar, even though what's familiar is chaos, uncertainty. I know this way of being, I know this pattern of anxiety most. And so when you start to add order into your life, you're met with that resistance and that's why. And so anxiety sufferers are stuck in this uncertainty. They're, they're uncertain that their symptoms may be a fatal illness. They're uncertain whether they're going to panic today, whether they're going to have those negative thoughts that, you know, cause them to spiral into anxiety. They're uncertain whether they will even die today because underneath it all, it's the fear of their own mortality. And so when I was going through my severe anxiety disorder in the past, what happened was I was uncertain about about everything. Like the, the thought of tomorrow made my head just flip upside down because I was like, how am I going to handle tomorrow? Even waking up in the morning was such a, 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 a job. It was such a job because I would get up and I would be fighting all of these what if thinkings and, and, and why is this happening to me? And that would send me into chaos and I would be like, how am I going to get through the day? There's no way I can get through the day. I'm already emotionally drained. And so because the anxiety sufferer is in uncertainty, their anxiety response is active 24-7 because that's what happens when we go into unknown territory. Our anxiety systems become active. That's what that's how human beings have been surviving for hundreds of thousands of years because our anxiety systems make us alert whenever we're in territory that's not familiar, right? And so you can look at it like the yin and yang symbol, right? The black side is chaos. The white is order. But the proper path of life is that line in between order and chaos. You, too much order, bad. Too much chaos, bad. It's important to have one foot in order, one foot in chaos, and that's the proper path in life. And the question now becomes, how can you add more certainty? Well, discipline, right? Having a routine, having something predictable. It's about adding, how can you add more control over your circumstances? Are you concerned about your health? Well, add more things in your daily routine that will help cement this new healthy identity that you want to create. Because I thought I was unhealthy. So when I started to take cold showers or do breathing exercises or meditate. And when I started to be more conscious about what I was eating and then I was exercising, what happened was I started to cement this new identity. Oh, wait, I am healthy, right? So that's adding certainty, right? You have to, how, you have to add that control because anxiety suffers fear losing control. How can you add more control? Well, 
plan your day. If you're anxious about the next day, write a list of what you have to do, what you want to accomplish during that day. That's adding order. That's adding certainty. In the mornings, you can add certainty by having a morning routine. That's certainty. You know, when I wake up, I know that I'm going to meditate. I know that I'm going to do a visualization exercise of how I want the day to go. That's adding certainty. I know that on my lunch break, uh, especially back then when I was working at in the film industry, 16, 17 hour days on my lunch break, I knew that I was going to meditate. I knew that I was going to write in the journal. I knew what to do. I was adding certainty to the chaos of the day, right? So what can you do during the day to add more certainty, right? And you have to develop the right tools to handle the uncertainty, So the uncertainty will always pop up. The dragon of chaos will always pop its ugly head. What do you have on your tool belt to handle that uncertainty? That's very important because I see in today's society, we're not teaching younger kids how to develop these tools. How do we handle the anxiety and stress and the materialism, the consumerism and and this you know, and, and this dependent lifestyle, you know, society is, is creating for these people, right? This consumeristic lifestyle. How can we break away from that and be independent human beings that are self-sustaining? That's why I love people like Wim Hof, self-sustaining, self-healing man who, you know, he embraces the ice. He, he goes into the ice water and he, he, has learned that he can heal himself through the cold, through breathing. And now he teaches everybody else that we can be self-sustaining, self-healing people. We don't need to depend or be dependent on pharmaceuticals. We don't need to be dependent on a lot of these vitamins out there, that we have the power within ourselves to be healing beings. And that's really important. So let's get on to the next. I told you this is... There's a lot of information, so that's why it's a two-parter. Uh, this The next certainty is variety, also known as unknown. So too much order is not good. We need more unknown. And a great example is my experience working in an office. Um, it, every day became so predictable. It was such a routine. And so working in an office-like environment, what happened was every day just bled into the next and looking back i I, like i I can't think of a lot of um significant moments during those uh two years that i was working there that was really that was real that really stood out in my mind right because everything just bled together i was just stuck in 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 that uh known territory my unconscious was just running the show the whole time and that's the thing, the system, the system that is consumerism, materialism, it feeds off of this unconscious pattern, right? And and then when you're in this unconscious pattern, you're more susceptible to unhe- unhealthy patterns like junk foods, 
like uh, YouTube videos, getting caught up in social media. You're more susceptible because you're just always running unconsciously. That's too much order. You're, you're stuck in this ego uh, mindset. You're stuck in the ego. You're stuck in the ego identification to form. It's when we are aware, like these spiritual teachers like Eckhart Tolle, uh, they, 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 I love them how they, 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 they talk about the ego. I love how he talks about how to get back into the present moment, spiritual awakenings. Because when we get back into the present moment, we're disidentif- disidentifying with that ego that's keeping us stuck in that unconscious pattern, right? And since you're stuck in unconsciousness, you're not going to remember a lot of the years that you've had being awakened. You remember the more unknown you add into your life, the more you will develop new neuronal pathways. So voluntary stepping, stepping into the unknown. And you can do this a variety of ways. It stimulates new neuronal pathways. So reading a new book, reading something that you're not familiar with. I started this at the beginning of my recovery. I wasn't a reader at all. So when I started to read books and challenge myself to in- interesting books, what happened was new, new neuronal pathways began to develop. And I started to become proud of myself. I started to look at myself in a different manner because I was like, oh my God, I'm reading these books now. Uh, that's pretty cool. I never did that before. So that's stimulating. A driving a new direction to work stimulates new neuronal pathways. Trying a different morning beverage, changing from coffee to tea, it was, it was a big shift in my life. Listening to new podcasts. Now, I, I listen to a lot of lectures. I listen to a, a spiritual podcast. This helps me continuously grow and step into the unknown. Doing Just doing something you're not accustomed to. So when I began to meditate, when I began to take ice, uh, not ice baths, uh, I do once in a while, but I, I do the cold showers. So once I started to do the cold showers, what happened was I was stimulating new neural pathways. I was stepping into the unknown, right? So challenge yourself. So how I challenge myself today is right now, I'm doing the Wim Hof challenge. Every day, I'm doing 20 minutes of breathing. And what else am I doing today? Well, I'm reading new books all the time. You can come and talk to me. And each time you talk to me, I'll be reading something new or I'll be listening to a new podcast. I'm just always stepping into the unknown. And I can remember what I did last week because I, 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 I was learning something new. And when you learn something new that has a stronger uh, impact on your unconscious mind, you're able to recall, you know, memories or days even when you are more into that unknown territory. And the thing is, people, they just don't become bitter and resentful in one night, right? They, they practice this and they entertain it. And so they, they invite those emotions in. And what I mean by that is 
when you're in certainty, when you're in known territory all the time, it's easy to entertain those negative thoughts that lead you down a bad path to bitterness and resentfulness. Because there's not enough uncertainty, there's not enough excitement, there's not enough stimuli. So I know that to be the case. I know when I'm feeling bored. I know when I need to challenge myself because there's like this inner voice inside me saying, you're playing it too safe. You're you're in too much certainty. Let's add more uncertainty. What can I do? What challenge can I do? Oh, I, I can lessen my YouTube t- time. I can lessen my Netflix time. I can go for hikes more. Great challenges because when you step outside of your dom- your your known territory, it's going to be challenging at first because the ego wants to pull you back in. Your unconscious is like, this is not what's familiar to me. But the more you do that, the more you develop yourself mentally and physically. And so the next human need I want to talk about in this episode is significance and being useful to others. And I held on to reassurance-seeking for a long time when I was suffering from anxiety because it not only helped me feel better for the moment, but I felt like I was being noticed by my loved ones. And you see a lot of people nowadays complain a lot to other people. They're always talking about the negatives. And this this feeds that need for significance right and so when you're suffering and when you're re- talking to your loved ones like what if this this sensation is a serious illness what if what if what if you're not only feeling good for the moment but you're enhancing your need to feel significant because you're getting attention from those people right and This is a dependent need. That's the thing. It's a dependent need. This need to feel special traps you in the ego. And it keeps you trapped in unconsciousness and also keeps you trapped in anxiety. And then you may even act out lies to fulfill that need. I remember... Around the time I left college, I lied all the time about working in the film industry to other co-workers. Oh yeah, I'm working on this project. Oh, I'm working on that project. Because I was filling up this need of significance that I was doing something meaningful, right? And I was always lying about things just to fill that need. And I also lied one time to somebody about being in a band, that I was in a band and um, you know, I I recorded some songs and things like that. And I wasn't even in a band. I played guitar, but I wasn't in a band. So it was like this, I was feeling this need uh, uh to to feel special. And I was unable to be alone with myself as well. I always had to have a friend around or a girlfriend around to to 
to feel comfortable, right? I, I just, I couldn't spend time with myself. And before, even before going to college, I remember playing guitar and imagining myself being on stage and watching concert videos and wanting that uh, spotlight and even actors being envious of actors. I remember uh, just not being fulfilled in my life because if I'm not at that point of being famous, if I'm not at that point of being on stage and being recognized, then I'm not happy. I'm just not happy. And that let, kept me in a state of bitterness and resentfulness because I'm not, like, I, I just, if I'm not this, then I'm unhappy. And that's being trapped in ego. If I'm not famous, if I'm not a rock star, if I'm not in a lead movie, I'm unhappy. And that's the problem with social media as well. We get manipulated and we get uh, brainwashed by social media, by the media. And I remember when I started my recovery journey that I stopped going on social media as much as I used to. I stopped watching uh, cable TV. I was like, I'm not getting, I'm not, I want to, I want to focus on my spirituality. I want to focus on myself. I want to get out of the hole I dug for myself. And being stuck in unconsciousness is only allowing the consumerism, materialism society to, to work you like a puppet to think and and act a certain way to get you to buy things to get you tr- to to keep you trapped in ego because when you're trapped in ego you're dependent you're a puppet and that's where I'm going to leave you on today's podcast episode remember this is a two-parter so come back next week and I will talk about the other three need uh, human needs, which are connection, growth, and co- contribution. Lastly, do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next podcast episode. Bye for now. Brad's powerful anxiety recovery program is available at unpluganxiety.com. The Anxiety Project program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. What are you waiting for? Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.